All right, Dave. Dave. Uh, yes. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Buzz on the Blacktop, where we're going to discuss news and interesting bits of entertainment items items from the past week or so. Yeah. One of the big things here in Buffalo, New York, is that Guillermo del Toro joined us to film some of his latest movie. Yeah. Nightmare Alley. We don't know much about this. We know that it's a 1940s noir. It's a remake based on a book. There was a book mm-hmm. and then a, a version of it early, like yeah. actual noir era. Yeah. And then this is his take on that. Yeah. And we know it's 40s because we had 1940s cars driving around on the streets here. Yep. And we got to almost kind of see some of the scenes filmed. Yeah. Um, we're right downtown during the day, and he was literally blocks away yeah. from us. And it was so cool, but also frustrating, because you want to <laughs> go over there and just sneak onto the set or hang out and try to catch something. But they blocked it off pretty far out, so you couldn't get too close. Yeah, I think buildings nearby, if you were in like a higher-storied building, you could look out your window and see the events going on. I know peeking out, seeing cars just driving around the circle by City Hall, really fun. It's interesting because that area, you look at some of the buildings, they fit that 40s type and very exciting. And um, if only Del Toro joined us and not just Buffalo, Uh, it would have been fantastic. But Man About Town, I know uh, reports where him and Bradley Cooper were making their way around. Um, I don't know exactly who else was in town, but I know... You know, Kate Blanchett, Rooney Mara. It's it's a big cast yeah. between Buffalo and Toronto where they've been shooting. So definitely a lot of buzz in the area yeah. with, you know, the celebrities. And not to be confused with, you know, movies like Buffalo that aren't in Buffalo right. but talk about Buffalo. This is a movie that's actually shot in Buffalo and just super, super exciting. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, and I like the fact that Del Toro actually stopped by a local comic shop, Gutter Pop. Yeah. Main appearance, he stopped by North Park Theater. And it's true to his character that yeah. he's joining in on these things that he likes. Yep. And it's great that he's not just using us as a backdrop, but he's actually taking a look at the city and really just hanging out with people. Yeah. It's yeah. really, really cool. Hopefully the, a sign that he'll come back. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I did my best... To get us a scoop on this one, <laughs> I tried to get in. I applied to be an extra. It didn't pan out despite my best efforts, and I'll be bitter about it until the end of my days. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's fine. You know, Keanu was here. I didn't get to see him. Yeah. Totoro was here. I didn't get to see him. I'm not mad. I'm Krasinski just... was here. Oh, you saw him, I though. I saw him very you briefly. Saw him, so... saw him briefly yeah. in the rain, yeah. walking into his hotel. Our brushes with fame. Yeah. Yeah. Someday we'll get somebody, but... Hey, the buzz is on the rise, though. I mean, it's between it's huge, A Quiet yeah. Place 2, Nightmare Alley. I mean, just the fact that there's a movie called Buffalo, referencing Buffalo. Yeah. And, um, oh gosh, I'm drawing a blank as to the the crazy name movie that has a local star in it coming out oh, soon. Oh, never, sometimes, always, maybe, yeah. possibly. Yeah. Some, something something like that. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that'll be yeah. coming out soon. Yeah. So. And City Hall is going to get a glamour shot in the Del Toro film. Yeah. They did an aerial shot of the whole thing. So that's going to be not just a 
background where you're like, oh wait, is that the highway near us or is that the building near us? It's gonna be City Hall, yeah. front and center, right there for everyone to see. So maybe other filmmakers are gonna go, wait, Buffalo's got some cool architecture and it's yeah. cheap to film there and they got, you know, they got no problem shutting their downtown area down for us to do stuff. Yeah, bring them on. We got a water, I mean, the waterfront, the everything. Waterfront? Like, yeah. So it's great. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing how that turns out. Speaking of films that are shooting. Yeah. And things that are currently getting, you know, some people sneaking little camera pics and behind the scenes yeah. info. We have new Batman information. Yes. Yeah. We got to see the Bat bike. Yep. The Bat gauntlets. Yeah. His ears, finally. Yep. What do you think? I love it. One interesting point I've, I've seen on social media since... Um, now, Matt Reeves dropped the first, you know, test footage. And more recently, he's dropped the Batmobile yes. on his Twitter account. Um, this other stuff was just kind of like paparazzi or whatever in the background of the yeah. filming of this bike sequence in which we saw him. But we see, you know, on his forearms, the weapons basically and utility belt and you know we're just getting a glimpse of like this is a batman that's going to war basically and i know you brought up the point where the nolan trilogy had more of a defensive suit Mm -hmm. where things were set up for him to shoot off stuff to protect him and keep him safe this is this is a batman who's a detective and who's on the offense and ready to you know do his detective work get down and dirty with the you know, villains of Gotham City. And one interesting point that's been circling around is the look is almost like one of the characters from Court of Owls. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you saw that, the buzz going around about that. Yeah, I, I, the design is great. It's the next step up from the Nolan realism Yeah, with very utilitarian, very decked out with darts almost, some kind of projectiles in his arms. Yeah. The gauntlets are actually belt buckles that have been tightened. Yeah. It's a very, very functional, more than anything we've seen in these recent movies, but it matches the comics, it matches where they're going with the style of it, Mm -hmm. and it sets it apart from everything that's come before it. Yeah. It's also early enough in his career that it would make sense for this version of Batman to be more worried about the function over stylized form. Yeah. I think when he gets older, he's into more of the striking fear. Early on, he's like, I gotta not die. I I need to survive. And it goes back to the Adam West days when he had a utility belt that he had everything in. Yep. What do you need? Oh, I got sharker power. I got got everything in (laughs) here. So, a realistic version of an extremely prepared character. Yeah. yeah, def- And it fits in with, you know, the stuff that Nolan touched on with the billionaire having access to all this. It's kind of like what you're looking at. Like, here's a billionaire that has access to all these weapons and all this stylized equipment. But for this version, it's we're just going to mash it together right now. It's not going to have the sleek look just yet. That we know of, it doesn't have any League of Assassins incorporation, which is what Nolan had with the gauntlets you know, on, on his forearms. So this is all straight up, like, I'm going to buy what I can, piece together what I can piece together. And maybe we won't even see that because this is year two. Right. So. Yeah. That car, though, some money went into that car. That, that car is like. Yes. That, that is almost the opposite of everything we just said. Yeah. It's got style. Yeah. It's sleek. It's yeah. got a look to it. So 
it's muscle. Not, yeah, he's he. It's not completely abandoning the the bat theming of everything. Yeah, it's not like Nolan's accidental cat years with Catwoman, where yeah. she wasn't really Catwoman, but she kind of looked like Catwoman. Yeah, they're still going for the comic bookiness in this. Yeah, and I just love how old school that car is, and how muscly oh, yeah. and just flat and just flames you know it's gonna have flames coming yeah, out of the back yeah, you know it is yeah yeah the engine in the back the way that's all set up and the fact that it has just like two normal front lights two normal back lights it, yep. it's really like it's a souped up muscle car that is you know a billionaire's fun purchase that he's added his own gizmos it's not like he accidentally ran into wayne tech's tumblers and yeah. is now painted it black this is I'm, I mean, I'm intrigued to see like mm-hmm. how this comes about. If it does, I mean, maybe we skip that. Maybe he's just cruising around in it. I mean, we go back to the Tim Burton one where we didn't need to see the Batmobile assembled. Right. We just saw it right away. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that's what we just kind of go into with this. In this era of Fast and the Furious movies, yeah, we better get a chase. We, oh. be- we better get a next level ridiculous car chase. Yes. These are the expectations I have. John Wick has changed what I expect from an action movie as mm-hmm. far as hand-to-hand combat, gunplay. Yeah. Cars, you've got nine of these movies now that are car-based action fantasy movies. Yeah. you got the Batmobile. That is the car. Yeah. you got to show it off. Yeah. So I, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with it. Yeah. As you can tell, I'm excited about this. I know you're excited about oh, this. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's easy to get real excited about movies you haven't seen yet, and what you think they're going to be, and how great you think they're going to be. Yeah. It's also really crushing when those movies are disappointing. Like a recent movie that we were equally excited about, and then now equally disappointed with. But the disappointment has been growing and growing (laughs) as Star Wars insists on just beating the dead Tauntaun to death. It's just stop. Just stop. Yeah. There's too much. Well, I don't even remember. I, I don't even remember what the first piece of trivia that they came out with was that we didn't need to know. Oh, the after the fact stuff? Yeah, they keep. Well, I mean, for me, it goes back to the fact that in the movie, Finn drops a tease that we never hear about. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, Abram's like, well, it was going to be this. And then you're thinking to yourself, well, why didn't you just say that in the movie? Right. And yeah. then Trevorrow stuff dropped and makes you wonder what could have been. Yes. And then Palpatine stuff. And it just kept going on and on. And the latest is Palpatine stuff. Yeah. It's because the novelization of the book is out. Uh-huh. So people have been looking through it. And now they're seeing all these things that allegedly would have been in the movie, but are not in the movie. Yeah. And they explain huge plot points. Like, what was Palpatine doing there? Why was he there? Yeah. Well, he was a clone, apparently. <laughs> which makes no sense. If yeah. you think about it for five minutes, don't worry about it. Because Ray's father was also a clone of Palpatine, even though he didn't look like Palpatine. And that makes no sense. Don't worry about it. Yeah. The kiss at the end, what did it mean? It wasn't romantic? Was it romantic? Well... Why? Why? You need to show these things yeah. in the film because no one cares other than the super nerds. But that's us, and we don't care. So this is a bad situation. Yeah. Because normally, 
these little nuggets afterwards are great. They're super fun and it's, ooh, okay, that's really neat to know that little extra bit. But when those extra bits are major plot points that explain why the, oh, that's, I remember, the Exegol stuff, how, how is there a whole society of people to man an infinite number of star destroyers? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, they were born there and they lived their whole life there because the Sith Eternal something something people something something children. What? No. There's no atmosphere there. It's like a lightning planet. It's like a dirty lightning planet. How do you have a whole society there that no one noticed for... Yeah. It's embarrassing. They need to just stop. Yeah. And move on to the next thing. More Mandalorian, more Clone Wars, more High Republic. Let's all just, you know, pour one out, pour out a blue milk for <laughs> the uh, the five years that we spent with the sequels. Yeah. I'll always love parts of them, but we have to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Time to make like Frozen and let it go. Hey I oh. mean, it's just, no, I mean, really the... The biggest thing, and you touched on this, is sometimes it's exciting. It really is exciting to find out the behind the scenes, the kind of stuff that makes you excited about an extended cut coming out, or just random deleted scenes that were left out of the movie that you see that fill in little plot points, or just have an extended action sequence. But this is like full on plot points that mattered to the movie, would have divulged more into why we saw things that we were questioning about because the biggest issue, one of the biggest issues of many issues that this movie has is how fast-paced it was. And it didn't slow down to breathe. It didn't slow down to let you know anything because right from the crawl, it's Palpatine's out. This is going on. <laughs> yep. Breaking news. It's like, no, you, you, no, it takes away any twists that you may have in the movie because you're just rushing through to get things done. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's how representative this movie is. It was, hey, we got what, every two years to get a Star Wars Skywalker movie done. So Abrams, you're back. You got two years to finish what you started, get it done. And I think that's what we got. We got the most, you know, half put together movie mashed together with random thoughts, random ideas. Well, this works, this wraps up this, this wraps up that. Well, what about what Ryan Johnson thought? Forget about it. We're just getting back to the first one and wrapping it up. Yep. And, you know, both of us, Stand by the Ryan Johnson Last Jedi. It, it's phenomenal, and what it did was, Dave, you've mentioned how it opened up things, mm -hmm. and you could have gone anywhere mm -hmm. after it. And all Abrams did was close it, yeah. go back to Force Awakens, and wrap up the Star Wars Skywalker saga, but not really. Not really, nothing wrapped up. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. I think that might be the most frustrating part of all, is that yeah. nothing was actually wrapped up. Yeah. Because nothing was really even begun. It was an introduction of a whole bunch of characters <laughs> yeah. that never really got to be characters. Ray never really became anything other than someone searching for who she was. Yeah. Finn never got a chance to fulfill his arc of someone who left the stormtroopers. And had do, force powers. And apparently had the force. Allegedly, apparently. Yeah. Poe. He was supposed to die in the first movie, but then they rewrote it to keep him around. Not sure why, because he didn't do much. Yeah. And it's too bad. And maybe someday the extended animated series and comics and all that other stuff will give them something to do. Yeah, the way Clone Wars helped yeah. out the original trilogy. But I, I have a hunch that they're just going to move past this. 
I don't think that the source material from these three is rich enough. Clone Wars, Lucas created so many new ideas and so many new concepts that yeah. it let other people build off that. Mm. There's nothing new here. It's all already nostalgia. Yeah. So when you've got nostalgia to start with, there's nowhere to take it. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Cause that's the thing. And you know, for all that you want to knock uh, Lucas for one, two and three, he created ideas, he left them open and he didn't close them. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go from two to three, there's obviously a large gap in time of things that happen. Clone Wars filled it. Is continuing filling it. As we yeah. see, Disney Plus is still cranking out you know, another season of it. So the fact that he was able to do that, it works. But I think with Last Jedi, everything got closed so quickly in Rise of Skywalker that... What are we going to talk about in between? And what are we going to talk about going forward? Is somebody going to go searching on Tatooine for those two lightsabers that got buried because they want to bring back the Skywalker Skywalker legacy? The whole point of this was ending the Skywalker legacy. Mm -hmm. But not really because (laughs) Rey took the Skywalker name. Yeah. So what I... Yep. What do we... (laughs) If she had ended that and just said just Rey... Yeah cool you did close the loop now yeah because the skywalkers are over yes nope nostalgia forever thank you jj yeah it's okay it's fine making movies is hard making good movies is even harder yeah but jj abrams you could have you could have tried a little more on this one you could you could have gone back to your draft could he have or did he only have a short amount of time and had to push it out and that's why he jumped on Warner Brothers so quickly, because he's like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of this machine that is pushing things out. I mean, look at that, looking back on Solo, a lot of stuff makes sense with that. Ugh. They they yeah. pushed that out. It wasn't going their way. They brought in Ron Howard to clean it up and put out, you know, just a safe action adventure movie that will not be remembered by many people at all. No, yeah. And I, I'm wondering now if that's what Abrams was feeling, the too much pressure of wrapping up what he started he heard feedback possibly of how much people didn't like Last Jedi even though it was well received by critics and audiences went to see it I think it's I think maybe it's less sinister than all all of that maybe he really thought he did a good job maybe maybe this is just the Abrams style he's like I'm gonna do this I'm gonna have him do a fetch quest and a search quest and they're gonna get there and it's gonna be this and he, they did the edit, and they were patting themselves on the back yeah. and thinking that they knocked it out of the park. But what makes J.J. Abrams happy doesn't make the rest of the people happy. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he, he got in his usual safe A to B story, nothing too crazy, some uh, sprinkled in uh, lens flare, you know, the usual J.J. <laughs> Abrams touch. And, uh, yeah, I mean, nothing. It was very Spielberg-y where it was just based on something that didn't have too much weight to it because what did he do other than rehash what we already saw in Star Wars A New Hope and Return of the Jedi he's the nostalgia king Yeah. you look at his Star Trek Yeah. he brings back characters, he rehashes old storylines, yeah, yeah. he relies on nostalgia it- oh, and here's something interesting okay so Star Trek Beyond the one that all Star Trek fans, I think, agree is the best of the three. It's the most Star Trek-y. It's, you know, mm-hmm. the one that brings you back to what Star Trek is. 
I mean, if Trevorrow would have taken over the third Star Wars movie, would that have taken us back to what people loved about Star Wars? But I don't know. I mean, because Star Wars fans, I know Star Wars fans that do love Rise of Skywalker. So I'm confused about the whole situation. Yeah. Do they, though? Do they, though? Uh, they say do they, they do. Like they say, People like it. I, I mean. Yeah. I don't want to. I think we're just more diehards of wanting different. And we're diehards of The Last Jedi, and we wanted more of that. And less of rehashing like Force Awakens was. Yeah, the, the public response that I've seen from this Rise of Skywalker compared to Last Jedi was happy at first and then slowly realizing what it actually was. Yeah. And I see that more online. I see that with the people that I know and that I've talked to. You come back from it, you're like, oh, I loved it. What'd you like about it? Uh, <laughs> it was pretty. And the more people think about what they actually got, the more unsatisfied they are. Okay. But then the opposite happened with Last Jedi. Yes. People walked out of the theater, not everybody, but a lot of people walked out angry. Yeah. Because they'd been shown something they didn't expect, that they didn't know they were going to get. As time went on, they started to realize, wait, this was actually really interesting. This was unique. This was enriching. This added to the lore, and this added to what Star Wars can be. So... Time will be kind to Last Jedi, and I think as, we're not even that far out from Rise of Skywalker, and I see nothing but negativity that's even stronger than the negativity I saw for for Jedi yeah. when it came out in one, two, and three. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know if this is going to have the defenders and the fans, like the t- people who the kids who are twelve now, are they going to love these in the future, or are they going to talk about Mandalorian? And other things that they remember from this era. It's a good thing Mandalorian did come out. It's a good thing Clone Wars came out. Yeah. I want to say there was somebody within the Disney higher-ups that thought, this may stink, so why don't we have some backup branches out there like the Mandalorian, like Clone Wars. Yeah, maybe. Like a second season of Mandalorian that people are looking forward to. Yeah. And, you know... The branches, and I think Rebels is another one that Disney Plus is going to bring back for at least another season or something special. But I think that kind of stuff Disney may be using to dust away the yes remnants yeah. of Rise. Without that, they would have lost everyone's faith. But yeah. because they have that much, we're all still like, okay, okay, yeah, you're still cool, Disney. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll hang with you a little bit longer before we riot and, and get the pitchforks out. Yeah. And, start the online petitions about how they should give it up and give it back to Lucas. Yeah. So. And it's comforting to know that someday we will probably have a Ryan Johnson Star Wars standalone movie. Oh, yeah. So there's there's that. Yeah. You know, so it's it's not all lost. Well, it, it was all lost in that movie, and now we're moving forward. We're starting fresh. Yeah. We're moving forward. The future is bright. Yeah. And we will speculate again as soon as we hear the latest buzz whenever that comes out and we'll be sure to report about it next time in the future on buzz on the blacktop buzz buzz <laughs>